And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hi, hello, how you doing? Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. Lucy Burge over there on the East Coast for another edition of Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you find your podcast. Good evening, and thank you for hopping back in with us. Uh, we were off a week ago. We were celebrating the 4th of July with family and friends or COVID, depending on who you were. But uh, it's nice to be back in the saddle. Lucy, I hope your holiday was all right. And uh, it's good to be back with you. It is great to be back with you. It is great to be healthier than I was. I did have COVID. I still have a little bit of a COVID cough going on. So excuse me if that happens. But I did see fireworks on the 4th of July because I'm right down the street. I didn't go near anybody and I walked outside. I stayed outside. Uh, it was a lot of staying inside the past week or so, but it was it was okay. It, it could have been worse is what I keep thinking. But it's not as bad as the Red Sox-Yankees series has been for the most part this weekend. Mm. This series, which is going on right now, the Red Sox and Yankees are playing as we speak. And this series is rattling me a little bit because the game on Friday night was some of the worst baseball I've ever seen where players are losing the ball in the sky, looking to the infield for help. The, the ball's <laughs> in the sky. Don't look at the infield. Look at the sky. That was so good. But yeah. that, was, that is going to be, in this whole baseball season, honestly, one of the most memorable moments of the entire season for all of the league because that is un inexcusable, I would say. So this whole weekend kind of set, that set the tone for all of this. The Red Sox did win the uh, game last night, but, I mean, tonight, I don't know. But anyway – I, again, rattled, rattled by this series. So I would say doing so-so. How are yeah, you? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. My Bravos are a game and a half back of the Mets. I love when the Metropolitans always get out early and everyone's like, oh, the Mets are good. The Mets are so good. And they then they choke good. and then they get injured and the Braves just steadily climb and they climb and they climb and then they decapitate them and they come up and boom, the Braves are in first place. We got a big series. The Maxes will duel as the Braves just sweep the Nationals. So I'm doing good. I did want to highlight that, uh, the highlight that you mentioned of the pop fly. And he, oh, he's yeah. losing it. He's screaming at everybody. Like, where is it? I don't know where the it is. The panic in his face. It, legitimate panic. And I love, somebody took that video and said, when I'm asking my wife what she wants for dinner, and I, nothing has related more for me because I usually do the cooking in my house. And some nights I'm like, what do you guys want? And it just turns into a, and I'm just sitting there like, same reaction, like, come on, come on, what do I do? So I, I enjoyed everybody having fun with that. That is going to be a meme that will go down for, again, the rest of the season, maybe forever, because it applies to so many things. But if you've ever played baseball at any level, little league, whatever, softball, anything, you know that feeling. So on the major league level, I can't even imagine the panic where even before, I remember being in the outfield sometimes playing softball, baseball, whatever. And you think, okay, if the ball is hit to me, what if I lose it? What if I can't catch it? What if it, that, that is the worst nightmare of anybody who plays any position in baseball, but to lose it in the sky and you're just looking to the infield. That was, and then it happened again last night yeah. with Jaron Duran. It happened again. The sky yeah. is an issue, people. Let's get, let's fix the sky, please. Can we not, it's, you know what, it's global warming, I think. I think global warming oh, is messing global with, warming. with base, global warming is ruining baseball. My column, I can't, colon. I can't wait for the Wall Street Journal to do an opinion piece. Climate change and the impact it's having on fly balls in Major League Baseball. And it's just going to be like some obscene reason of why the gas in the air and the clouds or whatever is messing with it. Look, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, let's just start with baseball. We'll, we'll move let's to the it. NFL coming up in the second segment. We'll get to some NBA stuff to wrap up the show. Um, I want to get to some MVP odds, but you mentioned that because, look, the Yankees, Red Sox, I will tell you wholeheartedly, being honest with you, the West Coast is kind of tired of the rivalry being shoved down our throats, but the child in me grew up with that being on ESPN every time they played, even when the Red Sox weren't a good team and the Yankees had that dynasty run. As I see this from afar, I hear what you're saying, like it's bringing up some bad memories. What I would say is recently you guys have, have largely owned that. Since you overcame everything in 04, they've won one World Series. You guys have won three, right? You've come out on top on that end. But yes. this one shouldn't bother you that much because, look, by the way, Seattle Mariners creeping up on you as we speak in the wild card race, creeping up on you in Tampa because it's an AL East wild card right now. Um, and the Blue Jays, I think, are right there. It shouldn't, it shouldn't bother you that much because, one, you're not catching that team. You're not going for the divisional title here. They're too good. No. You're going to have to go to the wild card. And two, 
you are talking about historic greatness. Now, you don't have to like the Yankees. I don't root for the Yankees. But they are on pace right now. Our producer, Zach, looked this up. They're on pace to tie the all-time wins record at 116. Aaron Judge, who all but has the AL MVP locked up, or does he, is mm. playing at a monster clip right now. So it never, it never feels good for a rivalry like that when the other team comes in your house and beats you, and we'll see if they can finish it as we speak. But I, I don't think you should feel that bad. The Yankees are all-time great, which will mean they'll be all-time great when they lose in the divisional round. Oh, there you go. So this is but why I feel so bad is because while you're watching these games, it is a slog. The Friday night game, watching Jackie Bradley Jr. pitching, a position player pitching, was rough. And watching them just in the middle of the fourth inning where they're losing and there's no end in sight to this game at Fenway. The Yankees are celebrating. It is rough, but I will say I do love position players pitching. That's actually one of my favorite things besides now. Big fan, big fan. Love it in the right situation. So if it was on the other side, that's great. Or if it was a team that I just watched casually, that's great. But part of me did love watching Jackie Bradley Jr. pitching because I was like, I was at a bar in Boston watching this and I kept like saying to myself like, I can't believe this is happening. Like the, Jackie Bradley Jr. is pitching. Like, what are his Cy Young odds? Let's see if he's on the board. And what are his, you know, his over/under on his strikeouts? I actually said to one of my friends, I, I was like, who is actually an odds maker? So I was like, well, what it, what would his the over/under on his strikeouts be? And he was like, well, I haven't seen anything ever lower than two and a half. So probably that. And that would be the over/under on Jackie Bradley Jr. strikeouts. But that, I mean, he he did okay. He was better than Connor Siebold, in my opinion. But anyway, this series. I have a bad feeling because it, it honestly it does rattle me because you think about other bad series against the Yankees. You, they show the fans in the crowd. You don't want to see them celebrating. And that's the part that gets me when, until they, when they show the fans, that's yeah. when I, as a uh, great play is made. Um, I'm, beh- <laughs> I'm behind. So I, I don't know what, who has seen what, but Zeno as Gomez a great play is made, made a tremendous catch of uh, <laughs> no. So, that's it goes back to other bad series so you watch this and it's, and then them they show the fans and you're like great i don't want to see them celebrate so the players fine they shaking hands celebrating fine the fans that's what gets me because this is our house and this series well, is, it's, it's, it's so but, yeah. but then you look at it the red sox are not going to win the al east we know that honestly the no no, think, no 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 the orioles have a better chance you look at the orioles odds before the season they're only one and, game and, under 500 right now lucy I am baffled by the Orioles this season. The Orioles-Angels series, the Orioles are, are on par with the Angels, if not better. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm yep. shocked. Team with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and the Orioles are better than them. That's b- bizarre to me. Yeah. No, it's – look, it's it's um, it's wild what's going on in baseball. I mean, I, I, I got a lot of friends and people that I know of in the media uh, scene up here in the Pacific Northwest, and, you know, they were saying – and this was prior to that – fight the brawl that happened between the angels and the M's prior to that, like they were selling this team off. They were like, this is done. Fire Depoto, fire service. They don't know what they're doing. Their hitting was coming up lame. Their prospects outside of Julio Rodriguez, like Jared Kellenick was sent back to the triple A's and you know, they, people were really down on them and, and they're the Seattle Mariners. They haven't made the playoffs in 21 years. It's the longest active streak of pro sports of teams that haven't made the playoffs. So I don't know if I'm going to really trust them. But seeing what they've done since that brawl, they've, they've been in fuego. And so them and the Orioles, two oddest teams, uh, maybe in baseball right now. Outside Atlanta, Atlanta's had the best. They had the best June in Major League Baseball, and they're continuing to climb. But watch out for Baltimore. Watch out for Seattle. Let's get to some MVP odds here uh, as, as we kind of dive into it. Because Zach just gave me the NL MVP odds. And I'm a little surprised by something, and we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I want to get to the, NL, or the AL MVP. Is this a done deal? And I ask you that because right now, somehow, on some books, you can still get plus money on Aaron Judge at plus 105. Shohei Otani, the man who does it all, pitches and hits, is at plus 200. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is at plus 650. Devers, your man out there in Boston, is plus 1,100. Trout's 1,400. Jose Ramirez, plus 2,500. Do you think this is over? Should, is there any reason? Lucy, give me a reason to want to bet anybody besides Aaron Judge who's having a monster year on a monster team? So my case for Shohei Otani would be that he pitches and hits, but you can't give him the MVP every year just because he does that. 
and the Angels, not so great. I think not a lot of people, not as many people watch the Angels as the Yankees. So Aaron Judge, more popular, possibly, but better. No, I think this is wrapped up to be Aaron Judge. But I also wrote for BetQL.com an argument for Rafael Devers to win this. When his odds were at plus 2,000, they are now better, plus 1,100. But this is also before his back became an issue, where he missed two games in a row. He has now been scratched again. Or yesterday, I think he was scratched again because of his back. He is an all-star. So if he gets hurt during the all-star game, I'd be very concerned. His back is a problem. So injuries, problem. Aaron Judge, though, also has a history of injuries. So should he be injured? I think that's the only way someone else here wins the MVP, because I do think it is wrapped up as Aaron Judge, surprised to see you can still get him at plus money because that I do think it's wrapped up. But Shoei Otani, I think there's a recency bias when I watch mm -hmm. him and think of him in terms of AL MVP because as you're watching an Angels game or watching his highlights on Twitter, which I think is where most people see Shoei Otani play is in highlights on Twitter, when he hits a home run and or two in a game and strikes out 10 or so in the same game, you think this guy is the greatest baseball player to ever live, to ever play this game. He's better than Babe Ruth. I do think that. But you think, okay, so yeah, his take his odds right now. But then you, you look at the rest of the field and they're doing equal. I mean, I say equal. Again, they don't pitch and hit, so it's, it's not entirely equal. But they're doing great things too. Aaron Judge is unstoppable. So, yes, when you look at the field as a, as a whole and you take everything into consideration, it's tough to argue against Aaron Judge for this award. Yeah, and I, I think the plus money, I mean, look, I think it's only plus 105 still, Lucy, largely because we've still got so many games on. Now, they're over the halfway point, but, again, they're pacing for 116. If they even get close to that number, I mean, hell, bare minimum, they're probably winning 105, barring something massive happening. Like, this is an all-time great regular season team. We'll see if they finish the job. But this is – we know when the Yankees are able to do this kind of stuff, voters, media, et cetera, we kind of just fall more in love with the Yankee stuff. The Yankee narrative, I think, is easier. There's a few brands that can do that. Dallas in the NFL has this, right? If Dak yes. is having an amazing year, Dak's probably going to get handed the MVP because there's something that we love about it. What I'd say on the odds for Judge, let's not completely shut the door yet. I, 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 I saw your stuff on BetQL on Devers. I thought it was a, nice, a decent point. You mentioned Shohei. So you're basically saying Shohei now is Russell Westbrook. The triple-double was long coveted. We talked about how impossible it was for anybody to average one. And then the minute he did it, all we did was, well, he's a stab stuffer. We, we dismissed the triple-double that quickly after saying nobody could average one. He did it. And then it was like, well, he's a, he's a stat patter. So you're saying that's basically what's happened to Shohei after one year. He wins the MVP last year. He becomes kind of the pseudo face of baseball. You're suggesting that's where we're at. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back just slightly. I'm not past that point. I still think it's incredible this dude can go out and have seven to ten strikeouts in a game and maybe yeah. hit two or three bombs or hit in three or four RBIs. Uh, but the judge odds are interesting. Plus 105 now. Let's see where they're at in like two or three weeks. Because at some point, Vegas is going to go into minus money on him just because there's only going to be so many games left for somebody behind him to be able to bypass what he has already done. Exactly. And I feel like as the Red Sox now give up another home run, um, this point in the season, I feel like a lot of it is recency bias because you can't, you look, I, this is why I have so much trouble putting money on MVP award anything, Cy Young, anything at this point in Futures, the season. Yeah. Futures, for sure, because injuries happen so frequently now. And so I it, then you miss, the, you know, whoever, Aaron Judge could, you know, go down with some injury tonight, tomorrow, anytime, God forbid. But you just don't know. And that's why I think right now, yeah, it's it, I would put money, if I was to put money on this right now, it would be Aaron Judge. Because you yeah. just also, with Shoei Otani, more opportunities to get hurt because you play different positions. I mean, you pitch and hit again. He's also in the middle of brawls now. So you, but you have trainers trying to protect him during those brawls, which I thought was very interesting. And also sunflower seeds getting hurt in these brawls too. So watch out for uh, the sunflower seeds. Very, very quickly. And then we'll go to some NFL here. Let's go to NL MVP quick. We talked about minus money on judge. There's minus money on Goldschmidt. I mean, Goldschmidt's yeah. having a, a remarkable year for, for St. Louis right now. And, and they're still kind of in the thick of that race. Uh, is there anybody behind Goldschmidt you'd want to lay odds odds on? Machado is plus 550, Alonzo after him, uh, and the list goes on. Turner, Betts, Freeman, 
Arenado, his teammate Schwarber, anybody, or is that Goldschmidt's award in the NL? If it's I, yes, I think it's Goldschmidt's award, but if yeah. not, Pete Alonso. Look at my Pete guy, Pete Alonso. It's Pete Alonso oh. summer, people. I absolutely love Pete Alonso. Hmm. So I would, I, I would sprinkle a little bit on that, maybe. I think it's crazy that Ronald Acuna Jr. has better odds than Austin Riley, who came up huge today in the sweep of the Nats. Uh, but if I was to look at somebody, I, I would have to also look at Pete Alonso. All right, we got a lot to get to today. There's some baseball to start the show off. That kind of felt good, Luis. We haven't really. I know, wasn't that nice? That just scratched nice. that baseball itch. It was great. Uh, baseball has been really good this year, and largely has been talked about because college football has been crazy. But we have a lot to get into. We'll come back with the NFL. Baker Mayfield traded, and our thoughts on how that moves the board. That's next. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Chelsea Messenger from The Daily Tip, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. You guys remember John Henderson used to play defensive yes. tackle for uh-huh. the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. He used yeah. to get slapped before every single game, but like his coach used to like beat him up. I know yeah. it's 7 one but I I would anticipate his sex life is bizarre. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, you let a, if you let a coach smack you before a game, what do you let your spouse exactly. or your partner do? Exactly, fam. Like, Hamsters I don't even want to know. Hamsters. This is the same gym that had teachers that cheat on your girlfriend. Yeah, we also had a guy, and he, like every game, he would just come up and he would just take your helmet and he would headbutt you. And if you didn't have a helmet on, he would want to do it. I was, that, I was always like, Were you that guy? I was, I was that guy. Bro, I'm, head I, I'm headbutting you. I, I need to know you're like, locked in. I was always, I'm in the zone. I'm in the damn zone. I, I can't tell. Three yellow I can't tell if you're in the zone until I headbutt you. I can feel the transfer of energy. I was always trying to keep my Or maybe it was a little CTE flaring up. I don't know if it was a CTE or the transfer of energy. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on The Bet. During my college years, one summer I interned at like a local television news station, and the types of calls that you would have to feel like always complaining, often about why the weather forecast was incorrect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like I interned at The Fan, and callers, like diehard callers, like no lives, would call the newsroom. Jerome from Manhattan is like a legendary FAN caller, would call, the, I would pick up, and he'd like scream at me about the Yankees. I could yeah, definitely. Definitely. Then, like, the weather. Also, they were called to, like, give us, like, tips on things. Be like, yeah, there's, like, a there's a fence out of place over on, like, Route 8. Thank you. The sports well, league is it. going at it as hard as they can. Intern and caller on the fan. Weather forecast was incorrect. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Your home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. 
All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. We just dove into the AL MVP race. Lucy is currently dealing with a burning house as she sits there sipping her coffee saying this is fine as the Yankees are looking to win the series against Boston. And we dove a little bit into the NL MVP, but Paul Goldschmidt is having a remarkable year. And so everybody else is a very, very distant second, third, fourth, uh, et cetera. Let's pivot into the National Football League. We're just a couple weeks away from training camp starting. We're just, uh, I think we're 17 days-ish away from the yeah. Hall of Fame game. It's um, There's a lot going Or no, the Hall of Fame game, I think it's like maybe 20-some days. But the Hall of Fame game's right around the corner as well. And so NFL is going to be right back in our lives. Every Sunday we'll be addicted to it. And uh, I think we'll be talking about it here with you every Sunday at the same time. But I cannot confirm nor deny what's happening with that uh let's go to the let's go to something big that finally happened baker mayfield finally traded lucy we've heard about it we've talked about it it's been going on for weeks he is traded to the carolina panthers for a 2024 conditional is it fourth or fifth i thought it was a fifth round but it says on the show sheet here fourth and uh, he will head to carolina and him and sam darnold are now on the same team the uh, two of the top three picks from the 2018 draft are teammates competing for the opening starting gig, who coincidentally, the Panthers play Cleveland in week one. What did you make of the trade and finally having Baker uh, moved from Cleveland and now he gets to go play in Carolina? This was not super shocking because it felt like something like this was coming, that Baker Mayfield would be moved because of Deshaun Watson. But my thing is, if I'm Baker Mayfield, how would you feel if you were replaced by Deshaun Watson, who has allegedly assaulted all these women, and all, your worst thing is that you are, it is said that you're immature in the locker room and you, do, you know, divide the locker room or whatever, but if that's even true. So there are accusations on both sides, but like, what's worse, really? So if I was Baker Mayfield, I'd be a little bit insulted, but also you're not as good as Deshaun Watson as a player, so there's that too. But if you're also dividing the locker room, then, then that's a different story. But not completely surprising because of, of how gung-ho they are about Deshaun Watson. But also, there's no guarantee that Deshaun Watson's even going to start. So who knows? But I'm not super shocked. But I, if I'm progressive right now, I'm thinking, okay, how do we rework the commercials about Baker Mayfield being at home in the stadium? Because now we got to relocate to a different stadium. But again, not, not super, super shocking. But either of these quarterbacks now, you don't know if they're even going to start because it, it could be Sam Darnold. It could be Baker Mayfield, which I think it will be Baker Mayfield. But again, not not the most shocking move ever. Uh, talking to a couple people in Carolina this week, the vibe I'm getting is that this is very much Baker's job to lose. I know okay, that they good. basically said they'll compete for it in camp. And, you know, people are highlighting that Darnold has the leg up because it's the same playbook and it's Matt Rule. Look no further than what they did last year. What did they do last year? They started 3-0. and and everybody's like, oh, they're going to resurrect Sam Darnold's career. Here we go. And he hit the side of a mountain. And then what they have to do, they had to sign Cam Newton. They started Cam Newton the week after they signed him. They brought in P.J. Walker to start a game who, you know, he's a great athlete, but he's not much of a quarterback. He's, he's a good little backup athlete option. So I, I just – I don't put any stock that they're going to they're gonna give Sam Darnold that opportunity. I could be wrong. They're going to pay him more than they're going to pay Baker because – Cleveland has agreed to pay uh, $10.5 million of Baker's salary this year, and Baker took about a 3 to $3.5 million hit uh, to get out of Cleveland to make this trade possible. But I, the vibe I'm getting, Lucy, is that this is, this is going to be Baker's job, and we'll see. I, I think the tough thing is I don't think Baker's really that bad of a quarterback. Now, is he top 10? No. But I think when he's playing well and he's healthy – he can sniff into that top 15. That, that, that top 15 is always, it's always moving. And mm, you sure. know, he's going to the division now where maybe the Saints defense will be okay. They got a defensive-minded head coach. Uh, Tampa, you assume Tampa with Brady because he's a demon or a god, depending on how you feel about Tom Brady. He never is going to age, and he's always going to be healthy. And Tampa's the easy favorite in that. Atlanta still seems like they're rebuilding, and they're trying to get their stuff together. Mariota's going to start for them. They moved off Matt Ryan. So that's not going to be that great of a test. I, I don't know where I'd put Carolina. I don't really trust their coach. I think instead of trying to develop and build, he's looked for the quickest way possible to win. And it's not gone well for him. But Baker's going to get this opportunity. 
it's really just a matter of how he's going to fit. Now they have McAdoo in their calm plays, which if you followed that at all, that was an odd, weird hiring. Nobody wanted McAdoo. He got fired from the Giants. Dude was an absolute bum. The offense wasn't any good, and nobody wanted to hire him. Well, the Panthers kept reaching out over and over, and they kept getting rejected. McAdoo was like a pity hire. Like, hey, nobody wants us. Nobody wants you. Let's get together here. And so while I still think Baker has something in the tank, I just don't know how much success I expect him to have, largely because Chris McCaffrey can't stay healthy. His own wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, didn't want him. And I just don't trust Matt Rule and McAdoo. So it's not going to be an easy situation he finds himself in. He may get that week one win, and that might be the sweetest win of his life. But after that, Lucy, I just don't know if I'm going to put much stock into Carolina. I'd have to look up what their over-under. Zach, if we could find their over-under number, um, I don't know if I'm feeling really different about betting the over now that they have Baker Mayfield, just because I don't trust necessarily the situation he's in. So their over-under is at six and a half. And six I'm, and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, it's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I think he will start week one. I think just if you are going to think about who's going to start week one, I would say Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just because of the revenge narrative. I think that's, yeah. uh, that's a fantastic thing. And Sam, Sam Darnold had a revenge game last year against the Jets too. So there's a lot of revenge going on here. But I think, yeah, the revenge narrative is, is in play here. And that's why I would honestly, I might take Carolina to their underdogs in, in week one. I would take them to win. If Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. starts, and also we don't know again, is Deshaun Watson starting? I don't know. But one no interesting way. little, yeah, I know that's the thing too. Is like, yeah, who would I take there? Probably Carolina. But interesting little tidbit: the last time Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield were on the same field together was Baker. This was in 2017, and Baker Mayfield. This was the the Baylor Bears. He said to the Baylor Bears pregame, he said, "You, it's a little PG-13 little exchange here." He's like, you forgot who daddy is. I'm going to have to spank you. That was the last time they were on the field together. So now they have reunited. It's an interesting little wow. tidbit, I thought. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know. Didn't know that was a thing. I think he's going to spank around the Browns. Yeah. Reunited and it feels so good. Panthers are plus 410 to make the playoffs. Would you wager any money? I mean, are we – the extra wild card in baseball has made it you know, made more teams feel like they got a shot. And the extra wild card in the NFL has definitely done this. Do you put stock in their playoff odds? I, I don't. Now, maybe they hit their over. That's asking a lot. Again, I don't know how to feel about them. Uh, you know, I've had somebody tell me their offensive line is supposed to be good, and they've built up their defense. They took, uh, what's his name, Horn in the draft. Like, people are excited about what they could see. But, again, I just – I don't tr- trust Matt Rule. I don't think he's earned that trust. He's definitely at the top of my list of first coach to be fired type stuff of where I'd bet. And then if he's fired, who's taking over? McAdoo? I saw that play out with Eli and the Giants. It didn't go well. So I'm going to lean the under right now. I got to be honest. I'm leaning the under on them. Uh, I think about six is about where they'll be at. You're giving me the hook. Uh, I'll take that all day if we're playing the futures bet. A lot is going to depend, again, on the health of the Bucs. I don't have much faith in what Atlanta's doing yet. I think they could build it up. But uh, I think there may still be a year away. Uh, and the Saints, Saints are such a question mark for me. I, I just, is Jameis going to stay healthy? Uh, Allen doesn't seem like the greatest of hires, but, you know, he'll have a shot to prove if getting the defensive-minded guy was the right move. So I just, there's a lot up in the air in their division. Maybe they could do it, but I'm not liking those futures odds on playoffs. And I think I'm betting the under on the Panthers at, at six and a half. I think I'm with you on the under there because they seem just like a ho-hum team, but also like they're just kind of mad. So also with the playoffs, I would say the only reason to take that is if you think Baker Mayfield will start and play every game and have the season of his life and show the Browns you missed out. Like if that is what's driving him and he comes through on that and plays every game, like he has a, a career season, but I don't know if that's going to happen. It doesn't really seem like there's any spark, there's anything special about this team. So their odds are just kind of like meh to me. That's what they seem like. And I, I would look yeah. at other teams probably in the division or in just or any any other over-under. I'd go over on like, I don't know, any other. But I, I think the under here is a pretty good play, I would say. It, it's, it, it's really interesting now because 
Baker gets traded and he goes to Carolina, the place he was long rumored to go. They kept denying it and people were saying, no, 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 they're not interested. And boom, they trade for Baker. Now what's the market for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because mm. now he seems to be the last piece of what you're doing with this quarterback. The Niners are clearly going the Trey Lance route. Be- uh, Garoppolo was sent home from their their OTAs, their mini camp. And I, that's more of about, hey, you know, like, just stay home, rest, stay healthy. Don't come mm-hmm. in here and push it at all because, you know, he had the, sh- the shoulder surgery, so he can only do so much anyway. And so it makes sense for them. But I'm wondering for teams like Seattle, in their own division, they didn't go after Baker, despite some reporting. Josina Anderson swears they looked into Baker. Other people are saying they didn't. Does Seattle sniff around? And is John Lynch willing to deal Jimmy within the division, given their quarterback situation? Is Geno Smith a flat earther? Or Drew Locke, who enjoys himself dancing on the bench more than he does actually producing on the field? You don't like that, um, even though the defense, I think, is going to be decent. Do you think Seattle should go in on Jimmy G? Where's Jimmy G going to end up in this whole thing? I mean, I guess if they want to. My, I loved Jimmy G when he was in New England. I loved him for many reasons. He is a very talented player. But I, if I kind of turned on him as reports like Edelman kind of confirming the reports that players were not too thrilled with his I would say not work ethic because his agent was advising that he not play or that he rest when you know injured or not risk injury and things like that. And yeah. they said he was being a little bit of a bee a lot of the time. And, and that was long rumored to be what he was called in that instance. And it's true. Now it's confirmed. He he's a little bit weak. Now I see Garoppolo is kind of a baby and he's not the, he, he has not performed the way that he was advertised in the beginning. He, he hasn't the like the highest paid quarterback in history. Like he's not playing like that. He has not been playing like that. So I, I'm not as high on Garoppolo as I used to be. So really? yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess if, if you want to go after him, but he, doesn't seem like he performs the way he is expected to in many situations. So if you want to go after Garoppolo, sure. But it's not like like every team should be after him. Are you surprised, though, that he hasn't moved? A little bit. I guess so. He's just, it's just like, I mean, he's, he's okay. He's a name, so it's fine. But he, he's not, I, he is not a Tom Brady. He was advertised in the no, very beginning very, as like the next Tom Brady. There is no Tom Brady. Yeah. There's no, there's no, not even Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady, as we've seen. Mac Jones, another one who has absolutely just turned it around this offseason. He is ripped now. He is Johnny Bravo now. His girlfriend posted this picture to her Instagram where he's flexing outside the car, and you're like, who is this guy? He has cut cookies and ice cream and all kinds of things out of his diet, and my goodness, is he all muscle now. Yeah. So as no, I, I mean, also also wrote for BeckQL.com, look at his odds for uh, Offensive Player of the Year, baby. They're a little bit long. Uh, I, 65 I have I a – I have – yeah, Lucy, I had to tell you, I have a very <laughs> firm anti-Mac Jones stance in my blood. And so, oh, okay. like, I can't – I can't go – I can't – well, my thing is it's like – it's not even actually Mac Jones – himself although i didn't the mj10 thing like are we really just copying tb12 no, and like mj10 that. that's yeah, kind of weird like that. and then like it's just some patriot fans and I, I shouldn't let social media cloud my opinion on this but i sometimes do and it's like we got ourselves the next brady and it's like mm, no. let's win a playoff game before we get to that point uh because i you know I, I like tom brady i always will he's one of those all-time greats he's like lebron for me i get why people don't like him but I do because of how amazing he is. I'm glad Mac Jones' girlfriend is posting stuff like that instead of Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend posting that Zach Wilson's hooking up with, you know, mom's mm-hmm. friends. Yep, his mom's. Man, so he's he's a that's... big MILF guy, apparently. So this is a story. <laughs> Who is this it? Is a... Who isn't a MILF Who guy? Let it? me defend this for a second. My <laughs> biggest fantasy. Biggest fantasy. How do you not watch American Pie and have every conclusion of, yep, Yep, he knew what he was doing. He knew yeah. what he was doing. Uh, going, yeah, well, Finch knew exactly what he was doing, man. He went to the pool room. He had himself some good scotch, and he had himself an experience that nobody else at that party did. And good exactly. for him. God bless him. Exactly. YOLO. It's a very YOLO situation. And, I mean, one of the greatest songs of all time, Stacey's Mom, would not be it's written without MILFs. Got it going yep. on. No yes. MILFs, no Stacey's Mom. So, absolutely, I'm all in. MILFs forever, but this story is one I vaguely knew about, and then you said that this has happened, and I was like, yes, I heard this today, because how can you miss it? 
He's, he I loves tell you moms. right now, I tell you right now, I am absolutely banking on Zach Wilson MVP odds. Give me some MVP odds. Good for him. He played for the Cougars, and now he's Cougar hunting. I love it. Uh, good stuff on Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers. <laughs> when we come back, we wrap it up with the NBA. Lucy, your team, I think, has actually had, so far, in my opinion, the best offseason. We'll talk about that, a little summer league action, and what's going on with Kevin Durant. Back to the Futures. We wrap it up next on the BetQL Network. Chelsea Messenger here. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. There's golf sure. happening. Like, can you show me golf? Like, yeah. in all seriousness. A lot of guys playing. A lot of golfers playing. Yeah. These networks, they act, I mean this sincerely. If one of these networks put me in charge of the television production of, like, golf TV, I would bring, like, probably, like, three to five golf bettors into the room and be like, what do you guys need here? Like, what can we do to make your experience better? I'm being right. serious here. Like, I feel like the sport is on the cusp of, like, blowing up in this regard here. Like, they've got to take better care of, like, like the people that play DFS and the people that bet. And also make it a better product because you're actually you're showing the sport. I know it sounds like a novel concept. And it's not just, like, the, this coverage. It's all coverage of these golf tournaments. I feel like it's almost universally bad. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Your home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. What's been your opinion of what's happened here the last, I don't know, 24 hours with the market, maybe 48 hours? Well, if we can rewind it, Joe, for a second, I think it's very important to explain how people who bet the draft professionally and bet it for a living, it's important to understand what they do. They take plus prices on all realistic outcomes. So I know several people that have Paolo Bancaro at like 10 to 1, and then they bought low on Jabari Smith at minus 140, minus 150. So no matter what happens, they're sort of free rolling on Bancaro going. If you bet the right player at the right price, it doesn't matter what the markets or the rumors say they have to draft. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Welcome to BetMGM tonight, live from the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C., and we're all to an amazing start. Ryan already has hacked up a lot. My guy Ryan is fighting demons over there. You good, brother? Yeah, I was actually going to do a little noise to get the show going, like a... But instead, I choked on my own spit. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen before the show. But now that it still happened, I guess I would have preferred it happened off of the airwaves. Monday, and I needed it. It was like when we used to do a strength training back in the day for high school football. Rudy Rudiger would just walk in the gym, and he would slap everybody across the face. You're name-dropping guys you went to high school with? Well, it's Rudy. Rudy. Rudy, his brother, Francis. He runs the gym, Rudy's Gym in Shorewood, Illinois. And he would just come in, and people would be like, Hey, uh, Coach, I need a little boost today. And he would just slap him across the face. I'd be like, I'm good. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Welcome back to Bet Nation with Sean Marash and Kevin Kenny, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. This is not Bet Nation, despite what the graphic says and the intro says. This is Back to the Futures here. Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge, BetQL's finest (laughs) here (laughs) we'll we'll role play here we'll role play this last segment here as we wrap it up here uh as we were looking into some very inappropriate things in the break Mm -hmm. involving rumor mill stuff in the nfl we don't need to get into that publicly because i don't feel like being sued uh but the conversation is great nonetheless uh when we talk about cougar cougar hunting 
uh, fill in the blank for yourself. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson's mom has some very nice friends, it looks like. That's all. Very smart. They look very they're smart. Very, um, very smart, very fun, nice friends. I think they're very kind and, and they look very nice. Yes. Yeah. Big Mormon guy <laughs> is what Evan says. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The Mormon way. Um, yes. I'm kind of rooting for the Jets now. I got to be honest with you. This is right Same. up my alley. This is my yeah. fantasy. I, I watched Finch. I was jealous of him growing up. I never was able to get quite that experience. And so go Zach Wilson. Go. You do you, buddy. Although I think he's actually got a, a legitimate new girlfriend since this whole thing took place. He um, works fast, man. I bet he does. He's a gifted pro athlete who's very handsome. I bet he does well for himself. Let's wrap this up by talking a little NBA. The offseason's been interesting. Uh, Kevin Durant's asked for a trade and not gotten the trade. Kyrie Irving was rumored to not opt in, and then he opt in, but now he wants to be traded. But does he? The Nets supposedly don't want to bring this back, but yet they're not moving Kyrie or KD because I don't think they want to settle for a crap deal. Uh, I want to start by actually paying respect to your team. I, I, I think your team has had the best offseason of legitimate contending teams. And I say that not knowing where Kevin Durant will end up. He may end up back in Brooklyn. They have four years left. I wouldn't blame the Nets for saying, screw you, play here or don't play at all. But if he goes to Phoenix, I, I'm, I'm allowed to change my opinion. But so far, I actually think Boston's flown the most under the radar. And we need to maybe look at some of their futures. Picking up Malcolm Brogdon in that trade, huge. Malcolm, yes. Malcolm Brogdon, now he needs to stay healthy. That's a big thing for him. He gives them exactly what they need, and he gets it with size. So Malcolm Brogdon gets to play their pseudo point guard position. They struggled with ball handling a lot. We saw that in the finals. Smart, Tatum, Brown, turnover machines. Tatum set the record. Smart couldn't be trusted. Pritchard, it was kind of too big of a moment for him in the time. I think they did themselves a home run by getting Malcolm Brogdon here from Indiana, where he was just really sitting on the bench, especially once they made uh, that trade. I, I like this a lot. I think it's huge. Again, he needs to stay healthy, but Lucy, and on a team with super athletic young players and a dog in, in Marcus Smart, I thought this was a really big pickup, and they added to it today. Uh, Danilo Gallinari cleared waivers yes. for San Antonio, and so they signed him on a two-year $13 million deal, fully guaranteed. Again, another player that if he stays healthy, but if they do, Brogdon and Gallinari, those are good pieces, I think, Adding to what it, what what I, in my personal opinion, I thought they were the better team. They just didn't play it, and Golden State took it from them. So respect to Golden State. But I think Boston is ready-made right now. It's going to help them against Milwaukee. If Milwaukee comes back healthy next year, uh, and everybody else, we'll see. And we'll get into James Harden and the Sixers. But I really like what Boston's done so far in the offseason. 1,000%. I agree with you completely. I think they have had the best offseason, and I think the best evidence of this is that after these moves, their odds to win the title next season, they became the favorites. They jumped up to being the favorites right after that. I'm not sure if they are right now, but at the time, they went up, shot up to the top of the list because these moves are so great. And now I'm actually excited about next season because there was that little little gray black period after the end of the season where all the fans were just sad and the season ended terribly. Again, I also think they were the better team. They did not show up in the way they were supposed to, but now I think everybody can get over it. And now we can get over it and look to next season because of these moves and kudos to Brad Stevens, because what he has up his sleeve, I, all my trust in Brad, we trust now, because after these moves, I am all in on whatever Brad Stevens wants to do. And I trust him because you look at their odds and you look at that they are now that we're the favorites basically. And so now they're going to be taken seriously. And I am excited about these. I will say the Brogdon news. I saw this while I had COVID, kind of the height of it a little bit. And I saw the news and I thought, I, I will, I have to know this. I will know that this is happening and I will. And then I kind of faded back into, into whatever COVID fog I was in. But I remember seeing that news, like coming up a little bit, seeing it, and then going back into the COVID fog. Um, so that news, yeah, that will always stick with me and be like, oh yeah, that happened when I had COVID. That will always be that for me. But I'm very excited about these moves for the Celtics. What do you make of the 76ers? They got James Harden to take a two-year contract with an option, and he's going to take a $15 million, $15 million pay cut. The report is that he's all in to win a title. Uh, there have been social media postings of him so far all offseason about the gym. Like, the, mm -hmm. the reports are, and this is just the reports, 
the reports is that he's taken this seriously now and he's going to get in shape and he's going to get ready for the season. Unlike other years where he's kind of, you know, he's played, but he's not put in the work that some guys put in that are franchise players. What are we to make of him taking that contract, a huge pay cut Sixers are plus 1400 to win the title. They also signed PJ Tucker to a three year, $30 million deal. I think that's a bit overblown. I think PJ Tucker's a fine player. He's also 37 or 38. And so you give him a three-year deal and $30 million, I just, I, I don't know. And they also added uh, DeAnthony Melton from the, the Grizzlies. Like, these are fine moves, but until I see James Harden look like James Harden again, and he certainly didn't at the end of that season, I, I don't know what any of this means for Philadelphia. I, don't, I wouldn't put them ahead of Milwaukee if Milwaukee's healthy. I wouldn't put them ahead of Boston if Boston's healthy. I don't think that they're even better than Miami. And Miami's trying to make a move for KD. So I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting to get that Maury got Harden to do that. I thought that was a huge win. It was something that Maury desperately needed because I thought Maury had been, been struggling here with some of his moves. What do we make of Philadelphia? Do you buy them and their futures at plus 1,400? Yeah. So, I mean, sure, because Harden, had, he's not always been in the best shape, clearly. And I think now he will take this seriously because right after their season ended, he was asked about whether or not he would take a pay cut. And he said, I'll be here. I'll do whatever it takes to help this team continue to grow and put us up there with the best of them. We're trying to win a championship. That's the goal, whatever that looks like. So not shocked he took this pay cut and that he is taking this seriously because he's saying that right after the season ended when he didn't know what he's signing or what his <clears throat> situation would be. And, and he's saying this, and I think he really is all in here and he will put the work in. He'll go the route of Mac Jones this offseason and really get himself into shape. Um, and it is, though, I think, uh, a see it, like, I believe it when I see it situation because of how out of shape he has been, essentially. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, hearing him say that, I'm like, yeah, I, I could take this seriously and maybe keep an eye on their futures. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Harden, it might be too little too late for him. You know, he might be so late in his career that you have this mentality, this this shift of like caring more. Maybe I'll, I'll look like an idiot when the season starts and he'll look like MVP James Harden. If he does, I mean, hell, if you think there's a chance of that, plus 1,400 to win the title, those are good odds. I think he's playing next to the league MVP, even though he didn't win it in Joel Embiid. Um, and so I, I just think there's a lot of interesting things for Philadelphia. Maxi, how much better is he going to get? Uh, they've made a few moves here and there, uh, but largely I just I don't know how much I can really – I'm trusting James Harden. My bet is based yeah. on James Harden because of Joel Embiid. Maxi's a good player. I don't know what his ceiling would be. We'll see what kind of step he takes, but is that enough for me to trust him as a title favorite with Maxi as the second-best player? No. And so if James Harden can be – Sure, maybe I buy it. Where are you at on the Brooklyn stuff? Are are we are we are we staying away from Brooklyn futures? Are we maybe gobbling them up if we can because maybe there's a chance Kyrie and Katie both come back and Ben Simmons gets his s together and actually plays basketball and you know say what you want. Royce O'Neal's a nice wing addition. They also added T.J. Warren on a bit of a discount prove it deal. Uh, they signed Nick Claxton to a two year twenty million dollar deal as well. I really like that. Where are we at with Brooklyn Futures, or are we taking the Phoenix Futures, even though they're one of the top favorites to win the championship? What do we make of KD, who's gone ghost, according to Chris Haynes? I am staying far away from the Nets and any of their Futures, because I don't know what they're doing and how they're, they are probably just as confused as we are about this whole thing. Because first, the, dealing with Kyrie in the first place, don't do it. If you are a team out there, I think I've said this before, do not. Good luck if you want to get in the Kyrie Irving business. Stay away from him because he is so flighty and so in this for himself that you aren't, you were, and nobody wants him. So get a, just don't get in. That is, this is all on the nets for getting in the Kyrie Irving business because now he, I think, so I think ultimately what could happen is Durant and Kyrie just stay with the nets or they start the, the live basketball league because Kyrie before back in 2020 did want to start his own basketball league. So this is the guy you're dealing with who burns sage and who only plays and who thinks the earth is flat and only plays half the games because he's not vaccinated and misses more games than he plays. Kyrie is a mess and Durant, they don't want to do anything with Kyrie until they do something with Durant, but they can't do anything with Durant. So 
what? I don't even, I want to stay as far away from the Nets situation and their futures, which I don't really believe in. I wouldn't take their mm -hmm. futures no matter what. I think they're just kind of confused about their identity and their brand right now. And I would not take the Nets. And I would stay far away from those odds because of Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie's just so unpredictable and flighty. He could just disappear tomorrow. And the team's like, oh, yeah, we don't know where Kyrie is. No, he's at his sister's birthday party, so he misses three games. Like, that's Kyrie. And I would stay far away from that. Yeah, the Kyrie thing is its fascinating because it appears the Lakers want to be the team that takes the risk, right? They at least have – on paper, they seem to have a package deal. Now, if Kyrie goes, I think that's a clear indicator that KD is definitely out in Brooklyn. Yeah. Say what you want about the Nets. Kevin Durant also tied everything to Kyrie. Uh, as Zach tells me, the Nets plus 2,700 to mm. win the finals. That I'll say sense. this. If they come back, I don't trust Kyrie – but those are pretty decent odds for a good payout. Like if you're looking for a dark horse long shot odds right now, maybe the time to get Nets futures because if Katie and Kyrie are announced coming back, those futures are going way higher or way lower. I should say than 2,700. They're probably going to creep into like the, the six to three plus 600 to 300 range. And they'll be right back at the top. That's not a bad team. TJ yeah. Warren is a very good scoring guard uh, slash wing Royce O'Neal. He's a good wing defender. He's a 3 and D guy. And so those Nets odds might be interesting. We'll see, though, uh, as Kevin Put a, put a dollar. The, put a dollar on them. Let's up it from a dollar. Let's go 20 <laughs> and call it good. Uh, good stuff, Lucy. Check her out at Lucille Burge on Instagram and Twitter and at the BetQL website. Thank you guys for tuning in. Back to the Futures. We'll talk to you next week on the BetQL Network. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Watch and listen to the BetQL Network. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.